So, the big question is this. How do regular golfers like us, who have jobs, families and very little spare time, how do we improve our golf and lower our handicaps? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Paul Gray. Welcome to Golfing Secrets. Okay, so welcome to this. This is episode 28 of the Golfing Secrets podcast. It's been a while, uh, probably a good five or six weeks since the last um, episode and apologies for that. It's been a bit of a, an interesting period. Uh, there has been a lot going on in in the golf world of in particular over the last sort of couple of weeks uh, we've had the end of the season tournaments we've had a lot of stuff going on lots of stuff to do with Liv and uh, the PIP uh, not the PIF the PIP I'm talking about this is the player incentive program we've also um, been talking and, and having some thoughts around you know what what things are going to look like going into 2024 I'm going to cover all of that off uh, a little bit later on in the in this episode but to kick things off, just wanted to, um, you know, talk a little bit about about live and and live has been obviously a, a topic over the last oh, year, two years, you know, off and on. And I suppose I've when when it initially came out, I was very much, I was very much against live really i suppose um as much as as with a lot of people you know not overly um on side with with saudi arabia and and the way that um you know they maybe sort of conduct themselves but it, it, at the end of the day it comes down to the fact that you know we we're all, we all like our golf we love to play it and and the format itself actually i'm certainly coming around to a lot more and i've i've certainly changed my opinion in terms of the format and the overall approach i think sometimes you know we we get stuck in the dark ages a little bit when it comes to golf and if you're of a certain age you know sure you won't necessarily be getting on or enjoy the different formats that that are coming out but there are a lot of different formats coming out uh live is just one of those formats the other one is the tgl still don't really know what tgl stands for it's this um it's this indoor sort of league that is being run or or started by the likes of tiger woods rory mcelroy and, and others who are sort of investing into it and it's basically an, an indoor event which will be done you know sort of outside of the main sort of season of the uh, the golf season and is uh, has has this big indoor venue which actually has had a bit of a disaster recently the roof that they used uh, for it, it's more like a tent in fact so like a big uh, a big tent and um that has actually now sort of um for all intents and purposes sort of broken being torn to shreds due to due to the weather conditions um and so now the whole TGL or the, the the TGL league has now been postponed to 2025 now. So January 2025 is the is the date now. Now, to be honest, there's a lot going on in the golf world, and and I have to say, I'm pretty sure that they could have resolved the the tent problem, shall we call it, and got that resolved, got it fixed. Um, apparently in the states, I'm not I'm not an avid um, sort of follower of sort of different sports and that in the in the states. Do like a bit of the American football and that. But to be honest, um, there, there's a lot of different events and lots of different venues that have these type of roofs. And 
you know, without a doubt, but with the with the money they've got behind them for this TGL league, I'm pretty sure that they would have been able to have got it sorted and, and up and running. But I think it it runs a little bit deeper than that. And there there was a, a resignation from the league of John Rahm, which um, has obviously not what they would have wanted. Um, certainly not not their sponsors and a lot of the investors into this this new league would have would have wanted. And and John Rahm has has say resigned from the TGL. You know, saying that you know it's it's just not right for him in terms of sort of family commitments and things like that. And um, but there is a, a another reason that might that might be, and that is because John Rahm potentially may be joining Live Golf and uh, playing Live. There's rumours, there's rumours abound um, on the internet and 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 all over the place saying that John Rahm has been offered six hundred million dollars to join um, Live Golf, and for Live Golf that would be such a coup to have the the number number two player in the world. I think he's currently number two still. Um, go and join the the live golf would be absolutely massive for them um and to be to be honest would be a real a real sort of you know punch in the punch in the face really for the PGA tour um as well as things like this you know the 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 TGL league that was due to be coming out now now for those that um uh, don't know or aren't really aware of the TGL league now um, nobody really seems to know what TGL stands for uh, everyone sort of assumes it's tiger something like tiger golf league or technical golf league or something like that because it's all done with simulators it's indoors um and there's supposed to be a whole new way of of, of playing playing golf and, and making it obviously appeal to to the wider audience but um the the tgl is is basically that they're trying to they've got teams as part of it so they're going to have some little franchises which again is similar to how live golf is set up in effect, there are franchises or teams um, within Live Golf, and it would be a similar sort of format for TGL. It's all a little bit grey, though, because everyone knows it's happening or something's coming, but there's just not a lot of detail sort of coming out about it. And it's difficult to sort of really understand fully what, what is going on. So so we've got a few things happening there. So John Rahm has resigned or, or said he's not going to be joining the TGL League. Um, and that, together with the rumours of him joining Live Golf, you know, I think I think those two things at the same time or, or around the same sort of time means potentially that, that this could be happening and he could be joining TGL. Now, for him, I suppose his his career now really is is all about you know he's world number two, and his career really now is is all about majors um, and how many majors he can he can get. Now, he obviously has entry into the majors, certainly for the next few years, purely by way of, because he's won a few, a couple of them now, it means that he has ent- obviously has entry into the Masters for, forever, because he's a, a, a champion now. He won the US Open, so he has entry into the US Open, um, as well as the Open, um, over over a number of years. I don't know 100% the sort of qualifying criteria, but because he's a you know a double major champion, gives him entry into into lots of different things. So, 
for him, the majors, I don't think is, is an issue, certainly for the next couple of years. Uh, after that, we have to sort of see what happens. Um, but the other thing that is sort of quite interesting with this is that there's supposed to be an announcement from the PGA Tour and um, and uh, the the PIF. Now, this is not the PIF. This is the PIF, which is the Saudi Public Investment Fund, which is the which is the source for all of the money that's being pumped into various sports across the world. You know, football as well is is one of them, um, and obviously golf uh, more most recently. So, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. They've got a deadline of the thirty first of December this year to sort of announce what's happening with that supposed merger. Now, um. Live Golf has actually um, Live Golf is separate to the Public Investment Fund or the PIF, um, but it is certainly um, supported by it. There's there's no doubt about that. So um, that there, there, there's there's a whole heap of different things happening, and it's sort of it's difficult to condense it down into sort of into sort of one sort of one or two things really because. There's also a Live Golf qualifying. So Live Golf, obviously, they've got all of their teams. They have sort of like uh, a number of players who are sort of at the bottom of the rankings for for Live Golf. And those players um, will either not play in Live next year or there is now a qualifying event which they can go to to try and re-qualify again back into to Live Golf. Now, um, that uh, that golf event takes place... Um, over the same week, actually, as the Dunhill Links um, golf in in December, and um, the the PGA Tour were allowing actually PGA Tour players to go and play in that qualifying event, um, which was a little bit interesting. But there's been a bit of a U-turn recently in the last couple of days, and they've now said that they're not allowed to to play in that event. So what that does tend to sort of point to is that maybe maybe. Everything's not as rosy as as they make out in terms of this this merger with with um, the public investment fund. So um, there's lots of there's lots of questions. There's more questions than there are answers at the moment. But my my sort of take on this is is that um, the 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 merger between the two is is certainly not going as smooth as it as it as it. As it is expected, um, and I'm going to put my put my neck out and say that I don't believe the merger will happen, or not at least on the timescales that have um, been quoted. So, end of the year, there's supposed to be an announcement. I honestly don't believe that that announcement will be quite what people expect. If there is an announcement and if there is a merger at all, um, I think there's a lot more to be worked out. But just by what's been happening with the PGA Tour, I say making a, a bit of a U-turn on on that, really, um, really, I think sort of points to the fact that you know things aren't going smoothly in terms of that merger. Now, the DP World Tour, on the other hand, um, they've. Um, my understanding is, I think they. Um, I don't think they're allowing players in the first place to go onto the live qualifying event. So um, anybody who does, you've got to think, will be either banned from playing on the DP World Tour next year, or there'll be some penalties or something in in place for those those players. Now there are, there is a player in Bert Wiesberger who's who's live he's he who has actually officially sort of left live golf now and is rejoining the dp world tour now he didn't resign his membership when he left and and 
the assumption is is that he paid any fines that were were levied um, as a result of him joining sort of live and playing on there. Um, so it, it it appears that he's he's able to come back and play on the DP World Tour. And for the DP World Tour, that is a real bonus for them. You know, you've got a, a world-class player coming back and, and, and joining their tour, which has got to be good for them. And and to be honest, at the moment, the DP World Tour needs needs some good news, I think, because at the moment, they're, they're really just becoming a feeder tour for the PGA Tour. And um, certainly a, a more of a second-rate sort of league or, or tour now it's not to say obviously the players aren't amazing still um and and you know a, a really good to go and see but i think the dp world tour certainly needs needs that bit more support and by having players of the, of the caliber of Wiesberger um coming back to play there i think is is has got to be good we've got to we've got to keep trying to underpin and support the lower level tours because the way things are going at the moment it is that it seems that only the the people at the top of the game are the ones that are earning the big bucks and earning the big money and that that money needs to filter down further if if we want the the game to sort of continue um, as it has done for for years to to now really and, and and from my perspective I think I've got a real I do have a real bee in my bonnet about 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 the money side of things. I think, you know, the world has, has been through some real difficult years over the last uh, over the last four or five years. You know, uh, average everyday sort of people, you know, struggling to get by and, and then lo and behold, you know, the, the, the richest are getting richer. And for me, that just doesn't feel right. And um, that also sort of ties in slightly with a lot of changes and things that I'm going to be looking to do going forward um, in terms of sort of the how to practice sort of golfing um, golfing brand as well as you know this podcast in terms of the golfing secrets podcast because I'm I'm really conscious of the fact that you know golf has got so expensive um, yeah we're paying all of these top players more and more money at the at the top of the game but we're leaving those at the at the at the other end of the scale yeah, and and just trying to sort of almost squeeze as much as we can out of those people you know I'm talking ordinary punters here who go and play their play their golf on a weekly basis you know they're for my mind I feel are being are being taken taken for a ride I think they're being ripped off and it may seem a bit harsh, but you've only got to look at the cost of equipment these days. You know, drivers at £550 each, you know, if you go back five, ten years, it was half that. And you can't tell me that costs have gone up by the same. Um, so I think it's 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 about time that, that we started to sort of look out for, for the average everyday sort of golfer and um, look at ways for them to to continue to enjoy the game because it's it's an amazing game, um, and the the whole premise for you know for this this podcast was to help sort of everyday golfers, you know, um, to to improve. So going forward into twenty twenty four, I'm going to be bringing out some some new. There's going to be one or two new products coming out, and these are going to be pretty much free products of extremely low cost. 
things designed to to help golfers. And the reason for doing that is I just really want to build this into a community that can can eventually have some sort of buying power, I suppose. And um, the more people we can get together to to, to push back to you know, all of these manufacturers who, for all intents and purposes, are just taking us all for a ride, in my opinion. Um, I think we need to we need to, to do that and have some, some real sort of buying power. So one of the drivers for next year is to try and provide good content for people, things that can help them to improve their golf and enjoy their golf, and ultimately hope to save them some money as well in the in the long run and that's sort of the the sort of the a bit of a almost a mission statement i suppose for for what i'm looking to do going through to 2024 so there is a i've got a I've got a new thing coming out in, at the start of the year there'll be some more stuff on that over the coming uh, sort of weeks um so to just keep an eye on the social media side of things you can go to how to practice um on tiktok on facebook on youtube as well and there's going to be some stuff coming out um, over the coming weeks um, with regards to that. So keep an eye out for that. And um, but going back to the, the 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 money side of things, with all of the top players getting more and more money, you may have heard of the the PIP, which I, I talked about briefly before. The PIP is the Player Incentive Program. So this is basically a way for the PGA Tour to reward you know players um who have an impact on the game throughout the year and basically over the last few years you know tiger woods has basically you know got the majority of the money um this year the majority it went to Rory McIlroy now when you look at the sort of the uh the rankings for the for the for the pit really you look at Rory McIlroy he earned 15 million dollars off the back of this player I call it player impact program for 2023 he got an additional 15 million Woods got 12 million and he only played one tournament not bad if you can get it um, and he doesn't really do a lot of social media either so not really too sure but what he does do he get is he gets if anything he does do it, it gets visibility I think Rory's been given this he's recently resigned from one of the committees I think he's his support of the PGA Tour over the last year or two you know I think that a lot of that is to do with that. John Rahm got nine million. Jordan Spieth seven and a half. Scheffler six million. Ricky Fowler five and a half. Fowler does a lot in terms of he does quite a bit of social and that. Victor Hovland five million. I mean, basically, you know, all, a lot of the top players just getting extra money for sort of doing what they do, and and it's not really as though they're doing any more. They've all got teams that do all of this stuff for them do their social media and do all of those bits so it just feels like it's money for the boys club you know it's just keeping the money with with those that are at the top of the rankings and I have to say I don't agree with it I think that money could be spent a lot better I think that more investment into the lower reaches of the game take the L take the LBGA or the LET the ladies European tour take you know what they could do with with an extra you know 15 million dollars is is immense um and could really help them out you know we've got to start thinking wider than just you know the boys club as it were and um it's it's clearly it's, it's something that i'm a bit i'm a bit you know paid off with to be honest um i just think 
we're just it's just money for old rope really we're just you know just handing out money for the sake of it when it could be spent and, and have a much bigger impact you know it's called the player impact program well why not call it the i don't know call it the the wider golf impact program and invest that money into something else it's about 100 i think it was about 100 and something million quid that was a uh, million dollars that was that was um spent out as part of this uh this impact thing so you know surely you know let's just let's have a let's have some sensible discussions around how this money gets spent because you know to just pay it to all of the top players give them basically huge bonuses when they're all earning mega millions anyhow um just doesn't just doesn't feel right and um um I do have I have a bit of a soft 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 spot for for Rory McIlroy in terms of what he's done what he's done over the last year in terms of he supported the tours he's spoken out and he's been quite vocal you know I, I think I think I can sort of see why he may have been given a little bit extra but he doesn't need it <laughs> he, he earned over 15 million dollars just in prize money the last year that's without all of the other investments and and things that that he has so I, you know, it just it just doesn't feel right, and uh, I'm going to draw a line under that in terms of this this sort of podcast. But um, I think there's there's more to be discussed about that. Um, so um, that's sort of what's sort of going on in the sort of world of golf, I suppose, at the moment. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about uh, as we said, this podcast was really going to be to help golfers look to improve and, and and get better at golf and it's that time of year where you know at our local golf club we have a five club competition uh, so you can only take five clubs and um, it's a knockout competition so you play a number of different rounds and you get through to a hopefully you get through to a cause semis and and, and hopefully a final um, but um, the reason I, I mention it is that over the last several years, it's, it's been my favourite um, tournament and or competition. And the reason for that is, is in, in actual fact, the scores that I shoot with five clubs actually are consistently the same or if not better than when I play with a full bag of, of clubs. And part of the reason for that is that it takes a lot of decision-making out of out of the equation and by that what I mean is is that you know my the clubs I tend to have in the bag will be driver I have a long hybrid I'll have a six or a seven iron a wedge and a putter um uh, the wedge I have typically will be a, a 52 degree wedge so that can be used for just about everything really and the reason I think it works well is it, one it takes decision making out you know and very occasionally you might be able to use a couple of different clubs, but invariably, you know, the way it, the way it works out is you tend there's usually only one club that you're typically going to be able to take. You know, if it, if you're too far out for for your wedge to be used, then typically you'll you'll take your six or your seven iron, uh, whichever you sort of have in the bag or or, or that I have the bag. Um, if it's anything over 160 yards, then typically it will always be. Um, the the longer hybrid that I use, um, so yeah, the decision, decision making is is taken out of the equation. Typically, there will be one club that you can use, um, and and it means you have to play the shot with that club. It just helps in terms of there's no there's no 
debate over which club I do that. So you know, when you get down and look over the ball, that's the shot you've got to play. You've got to play that shot with that club because it's the only one that you can do. And I think it's a it's something that everybody can can learn from. I, I've actually had, I've equaled my best back nine um, with with five clubs, um, and um, well, in fact, I've shot my best back nine with five clubs, um, and. Um, I've equaled my best with with five clubs on the front line as well. So I think for sure it's something that everybody should maybe give a go. You may well surprise yourself. Um, Outside of this, throughout the winter, I I usually add two or three other clubs in. Um, I might add in a couple of different wedges, maybe maybe a nine iron or something in there as well. Um, just just to give me one or two other options. But for all intents and purposes, um, I think everybody should give it a try. Go and just use five clubs. Pick those five clubs. As I say, I use driver, a long hybrid, a, a mid iron, a six or a seven, plus a wedge and a putter. They're the five clubs that I will typically take. And I think if everybody did that, then you could you can play to those distances. So just as an example, so if I give you, say you're I don't know, say you're um, three hundred yards out from the hole on a on a on a par five. Now, if you've got a wedge and you can hit your wedge from eighty yards in, eighty yards and in. Now, if your shot you're going to make with the clubs that you've got isn't going to make that distance, so you can use that wedge then you lay up to the most comfortable distance for the next iron, which would, in my case, would be a six or a seven iron. So rather than trying to really go for it and hit a hit a glory shot and try to get it within 80 yards when you've when chances are you may not do, then you just simply take another iron and lay it up to say 150 or 160 for your six iron or your seven iron, whichever you, you use for that distance. And it just helps to it just takes that yeah, you're, because you're playing to distances and layup yardages, um, it really sort of helps. And I've I've just found that it makes the game for me that bit easier. Just taking the thoughts out of it for anything. Any anybody, any good golf coach will 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 tell you that if you can take any decisions or any thoughts out of your mind when you're playing golf, then you know <laughs> then you'll you'll be better off and you'll you'll shoot lower scores. So that's the, the the tip for this week, I suppose, is try going out just using five clubs. Um, you can use the same as I do or try different ones, but you may just be surprised. Let me know uh, in the in the questions or in the Q&A if you're on Spotify um, and uh, let me know your, your, your thoughts. And um, yeah, have a good one this week. We're, we'll leave it there. So if you did uh, get anything from this podcast, you know, do leave us a like, give us a follow, do all the usual sort of stuff. Um, the the links for um, the various uh, websites and stuff is uh, in the uh, descriptions. So um, do sort of take a look and uh, look forward to speaking to everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Have good uh, good weeks on the course. Thanks all.